at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. So today our topic is going to be the HIV AIDS epidemic and where things stand right now. Um, I wanted to do this because there's a lot of discussion, especially with COVID-19, about people with autoimmune diseases, people that are immunocompromised, and I wanted to discuss what that is, and I wanted to use use a fairly fairly recognizable condition to um, to illustrate that. So I picked this because because of its relationship to being a disease that compromises your immune system. So before we get started, I do want to remind everyone that this show is on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you'd like to talk to me, I always have Zoom up. The number is 1-646-558-8656. This is through New York, so long distance charges may apply. Also, our meeting ID is 465-172-882. If you'd like to email me, my address is Erica H, that's Erica with a K, H at newheightseducation.org. I'd also like to mention that my friend and partner in crime, as far as NHEG, um, Buffy Williams, also has a show running. Her topic is education. She, her show is Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you like what I'm doing here and want to see or want to hear more information about different topics, please check out Buffy's show. So again, as I mentioned right at the top, we are discussing HIV and AIDS Um I by I am by no means going into in depth with either um, condition 
because simply it would it would take longer than I have here. But I did want to touch on the basics and what happens when you have a um, immune system compromising condition. Um, HIV AIDS doesn't necessarily have to be disabling, but it can be because HIV slash AIDS, what it does to the system is it weakens the immune system so much that other infections and other conditions can come in and kind of take over the body and infect the body. Uh, simple things like the common cold um, can be deadly for someone with um, especially untreated HIV um, because simply the immune system can no longer protect against that. So let's get started. Um, so if you're a certain age like me, you remember the AIDS um, epidemic. And generally speaking, if you remember back in the 80s again, the, the um, condition was described in pretty bleak terms, you know. Uh, devastating, de debilitating, and of course, you know, without a cure. Um, all of those things are still true. We still do not have a cure. However, there are medications out there now that can prolong the life of a person with HIV, and people with HIV are capable of living um, a mostly normal life even with this disease. Again, back in the 80s, we didn't know much about it. So more or less, HIV, um, as it progressed to AIDS, was fatal. And that's pretty much all we knew at the time. But things, modern medicine has improved greatly. So again, with COVID-19 on everybody's mind, one of the things we constantly hear is be especially careful if your immune system is compromised. So what does that mean exactly? Why are people with damaged immune systems at risk? How does a person's immune system become damaged in the first place? So many conditions can, ca can cause the immune system to malfunction. This includes um, cancers, certain other um, autoimmune diseases like lupus, things like that. Um, HIV and AIDS is by no means the only condition that attacks the immune system. Like I said, uh, people with certain cancers um, ha already have a weakened immune system. People who are taking uh, chemotherapy because of cancer can have a weakened immune system. Again, the, the, the theme here is that these diseases, these illnesses are allowed in because your immune system, which fights off and blocks um, the majority of viruses and germs that we encounter every day, is so weakened it can no longer function, do that. So again, using HIV as an example, so what is HIV? Um, HIV stands for human immunodeficiency virus. It can be transmitted in a few transmitted in a few ways. And again, probably a lot of you have heard of these ways, but I'm going to go through them again just to reinforce. 
One, sexually, through a sexually transmitted infection. Um, two, contact with HIV-infected blood. This is uh, transfusions was one that came up a lot, especially in the 80s. Um, pe uh, people uh, who are using needles either to take drugs or um, people in the medical profession would sometimes get themselves, would accidentally stick themselves with HIV-infected needles. Um, so the third reason is from mother to child during pregnancy, birth, or while nursing. Um, so you see a lot of people, a lot of kids born already with the HIV virus in, in their system. Um, HIV and AIDS are not inter interchangeable terms. HIV, the virus itself, causes AIDS, the syndrome. There is still no cure, but modern medications, as I mentioned, can significantly slow the progression of the disease into the, in the body. Many HIV-positive HIV people never develop AIDS. So again, I want to point out, this is not a foregone conclusion. If you think you have, or have been exposed to HIV, get tested. Go see your doctor immediately. There are therapies that can help slow the disease and give you a better quality of life. Excuse me. So here are the symptoms of HIV infection. The first stage is primary infection. Um, the symptoms of HIV and AIDS can vary depending on which of this, what stage the patient of the disease, stage of the disease the patient is in. Um, the first indications of infection present themselves as flu-like symptoms, which are fever, headache, muscle and joint pain, diarrhea, swollen lymph nodes, cough, weight loss, and night sweats. These symptoms may be so mild that a patient may not notice them initially. However, the largest amount of the virus is in the bloodstream at this first stage. And the, because of this, the virus spreads most easily during the first stage. Um, <clears throat> so again, unfortunately, the first stage of this infection of HIV is the most virulent. Um, it's the most easily transferred. And that's unfortunate because some people may not even realize that they might be infected or mistake the symptoms for the flu. Um, or as, as you know, noted here, the symptoms may be so mild that a person don't, won't even really recognize that there are symptoms to begin with. So I'm going to take a break here, a short break, to discuss what NHEG is doing in the year 2020. I hope you stick with me and I'll see you on the other side of the break so we can continue our discussion of HIV. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. 
Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. If you are just joining me today, my topic today is um, HIV and AIDS. I thought I'd bring this up because there's been a lot of discuss discussion about compromised immune system and the associated diseases, what with COVID-19 um, being a part of everyone's daily lives. And I wanted to explore why, you know, why people are, you know, why people are told if you, if you have an autoimmune disease, if you have a compromised immune system, you know, stay home, you know, or why people are told, hey, wear a mask because other people may have an autoimmune disease um, that you don't know about. So last segment, I was talking about the first stage of HIV infection, which is called primary infection. Um, it, this, this first stage, the symptoms may be so mild that it's not recognizable by the patient. Um, however, this is the point when you are most, <clears throat> most infectious because this is when the highest levels of the virus are in your blood. So you have the most of the virus that you'll probably ever have during initial infection. Um, stage two is what they call clinical latent infection, which basically the lay term is chronic HIV. So this is the point at which HIV becomes chronic. As it attacks and breaks down the immune system, many of these symptoms of primary infection become chronic. So again, that's um, fever, chills, um, anything that's sort of flu-like in nature, joint pain and aching, weight loss, um, stuff like that that I spoke about before the break. So this virus is still present in the system. Um, but symptoms may be mild and the patient may not develop any infections at this time. So even though they have HIV, um, HIV may not have broken down the immune system to, to the, a, a sufficient point where people are now getting sick from everyday infections like the cold or um, the flu even, or they're not getting the immune system is still able to work and defend somewhat against these common ailments that we normally get. Um, <clears throat> so this stage can be very long, which is why some people with, a, with HIV can go for quite a while with only mild symptoms. Again, if you are, if you see a person who is infected with HIV, it's not immediately apparent, especially in the, in the early stages and in this latent stage that they're talking about, because you can appear fairly healthy um, because the immune system is still trying to work. And so um, the disease may not have progressed to the point, the typical um, AIDS stage of of the disease. And so people with with HIV at this point can look 
fairly healthy and you would not know that they were actively ill just to look at them. Um, again, this is a fairly long stage in the progression. Um, the virus will continue to attack the immune system during this time. This usually lasts about eight to ten years it, and before AIDS settles in. And we'll get to AIDS in a moment and what the difference is between HIV and AIDS. Um, <clears throat> so this is the eight to ten years is a time frame in which HIV is in your system. It's working at breaking down your immune system over time. So symptomatic HIV infection. This is stage three of HIV infection. So this is the time in which the patient may develop regular infections. In addition to the symptoms above or that I had already spoken, spoken about, patients may develop other signs such as shingles or pneumonia. I know that pneumonia is fairly common for people with HIV and AIDS, uh, again, because it can start out as something as simple as a common cold or maybe a flu or bronchitis, but because you don't have the strength of your immune system backing your body up. Um, Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Lung Ill illnesses like that can quickly turn into pneumonia. So AIDS, again, I mentioned AIDS and HIV are not in interchangeable terms. AIDS is acquired immune deficiency syndrome, and it's the final stage of the HIV infection. Um, at this point, a person becomes vulnerable to opportunistic diseases, illnesses which may not pose a threat if their immune system were not severely damaged. So again, as I was speaking of the flu, um, common colds, um, certain things. This also includes COVID-19, which is why you're hearing a bit about um people with compromised immune systems, immune systems that don't work in the way they should, being extra careful um, at this time. <clears throat> so again, um, HIV, um, this is the point where you will start seeing um, things such as skin rashes or bumps, persistent chronic fatigue, weight loss, weakness, um, things like that. And that's when that becomes fairly obvious to people. Um, if they're, if, if you see a person who gets these things chronically or the, the perhaps the photos or the video you've seen of people with AIDS, um, this is where you'll start to see that start to happen. Um, the most typical, you know, images of AIDS are coming out at this point. Um, if a person is the, is has progressed into full-blown AIDS. Again, usually from HIV to AIDS, it can take to 8 to 10 years. Again, we have 
better medications now that such that, I mean, people with HIV may not even develop the severe case of AIDS. Um, it may not even become an issue for them. So, um, and sometimes you'll hear the, the term AIDS infected or AIDS related complications when referring to a, to a patient who has passed on. Um, this is because as stated before HIV and AIDS attacks the immune system, allowing infections and certain cancers into the body. Death results from these diseases, not HIV per se. Again, um, Death occurs because the immune system cannot fight off of a disease. So when you're looking at somebody who's going into the hospital that has HIV or AIDS and they develop pneumonia, for example, they actually pass because of the pneumonia. That's the actual problem that they have um, that, you know, causes them to pass on. Um, AIDS and HIV facilitated the virus or bacteria in getting past the immune system because the immune system is just so compromised and so damaged at this point that it really can't do anything. But the actual quote-unquote cause of death is pneumonia. Um, but they will put, you know, AIDS-related conditions or AIDS-related complications because they do want, physicians do want to indicate that, hey, this person was HIV positive, this contributed to their passing. So I'm going to take another break here for a word from our sponsor, and I will be right back with you so we can continue our discussion on AIDS and HIV. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Hello and welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. Again, I am your host, Erica Hansen. We are discussing HIV and AIDS and what it means to have a compromised immune system. So, as I mentioned before, um, HIV is the starting virus. It is an actual virus. It's not a syndrome or um the developing condition. AIDS is the condition itself. So basically AIDS is acquired immune deficiency syndrome. That is the last stage of HIV. That is when your immune system has completely broken down and is no longer able to protect the body from um, viruses or infections that we as humans interact with every day daily but don't don't get because our immune system is in working order so what what are the diagnosis and treatment right now for HIV or AIDS 
Um, so right now there are several blood tests that can be used to diagnose HIV. Doctors may look at a patient's white blood cell count. Um, this count may be low because HIV specifically targets certain types of white blood cells. Now here's something interesting. Um, normally doctors can tell if you have an infection going on in your system because they do a blood test and they count, they take a white blood cell count. White blood cells, if you have an infection like that, um, say, oh, I'm, I'm reaching a staph, a staph infection or something like that, your white blood cell counts will normally go up because that's your immune system fighting the disease. Um, in the case of HIV, HIV specifically targets white blood cells because again, it goes after the immune system. So in the case of HIV, the blood test will show a decrease in your white blood cells, not the increase that you would normally see if a person had a standard infection and the body was responding and, and attacking that infection. Um, there may also there is also a test uh, where they test the blood um, for the virus itself. Um, again, at the first initial stage, especially as we mentioned, there is a lot of the virus in your bloodstream. Um, so they may just test your blood and look for the vi virus specifically rather than going and seeing what your white blood cell count is like. Um, <clears throat> so additionally, a physician may run tests looking for common diseases associated with HIV infection, such as t tuberculosis and some types of cancer. Um, Tuberculosis is especially prevalent in people with HIV and AIDS in developing countries um, because we do have a TB test here. Um, so most modern countries don't have a rash of um, tuberculosis going on, but because um, TB is one of those opportunistic diseases, they may run one of those tests on you to track and see if you also have that um, in, in relation to HIV. Treatment, um, going, on, going forward here, treatment has, um, right now, like I said, medications. There are quite a few medications out there on the market. Um, there is no cure for HIV at this point. But there are several medications that can slow the progress of the disease um, dramatically to the point where you never actually develop the end stage of AIDS. Um, these medications are called antiretroviral therapy, say that five times fast, um, or ART therapy. So ART medications can be started with an HIV patient during any stage of the disease. So again, if you think you've been infected, please go to your doctor, discuss it with them, get tested. They may be able to search you on one of these therapies immediately and significantly raise your chances um, of, of surviving, basically. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said, there can be 
several of these medications out there. Sometimes these medications are combined into one pill or dose. Um, doctors use multiple medications for HIV because each medication does something different when fighting the virus. So there are a few reasons why a doctor might give you a regimen of um, multiple medications to fight this um, illness. The first one is to account for individual drug resistance. So basically, you may be resistant um, to a medication that is included in this, let's say, three-pack um, pill that you get. But if so, the other two medications will pick that up and, you know, have the desired effect of lowering, of fighting the HIV virus without having to do that trial and error um, to see what you might be resistant to, what you might not be resistant to. Um, this is also to avoid creating new drug-resistant strains of HIV. Again, the more medications in your system, the more um, chances that your body has of fighting off this disease with the medication help. Um, again, and C, which is maximize suppression of the virus in the blood. You're going to get a lower um, virus count, a lower um, infection count with more than one drug. Because if you've got these drugs tag teaming each other, trying to fight the virus, then that's, um, that's, these combinations of medications are what doctors have determined is the most effective for fighting this virus. So um, there are many more therapies that can be used in addition to medication. Um, the ones I mentioned here are, um, are a physician, are the ones that a physician will initially take to treat the, the illness. They may also recommend lifestyle changes, um, for example, for more, more details, I'm going to give you a link at the end of the podcast. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's from the Mayo Clinic, Mayo Clinic, excuse me, and they detail exactly what the process is and what your physician might re request you do or what they might prescribe for you if you're discovered to have HIV. Um, so like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I chose HIV as an introduction to a disease that can cause immune system damage or dysfunction. It is by no means the only disease that does so. Um, people undergoing treatment for cancer, chemotherapy, tend to have a lowered immune system, um, or their immune system may be suppressed entirely, um, and there are a few others out there that are autoimmune diseases um, that target the immune system specifically like, um, like HIV does. Uh, with the rise of COVID-19, I, and I think we should all be aware that there are those among us who may be especially vulnerable at this time. So again, uh, wearing masks, washing your hands, um, adhering to the six-foot distance guideline uh, rule from the CDC, those are all good things because you don't know who might be compromised and who might not be compromised. 
for example, in the case of HIV and AIDS, like I mentioned, there could be a long period where a person with HIV infection shows no symptoms at all. So you're not going to necessarily know what issues a person has just by meeting them on the street. Um, so this ends our topic on HIV and AIDS. I um, want everybody to take care, be safe, be healthy, and I'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com.